Um, hello again, everyone. It's me, Ruben, and I'm here with Connie. And you're listening to Straight Talking Young Parent Talk. And I'm not too sure when you guys are going to hear this uh, when it comes out. However, we are doing recording this podcast a day after Mental Health Day. So today, our subject or matter is going to be mental health in relation to young parents. I'm going to start this off with asking Connie, have you ever experienced mental health and was it related to you to having your child? Okay, so I found out recently that we all do have um, mental health. Um, what normally we relate it to, though, is what is called mental health illness. So there are different kinds of mental health illnesses. And I happened to go through depression. And a part of it, yes, was because of me being a young parent. There were so many things that come with being a young parent that took me in that place. Um, I mean yeah so can you like you see me i'm i'm a person who i i can honestly say i don't quite understand mental health um and i think the reason why i struggle with understanding it is i have an approach to life where um i have my mindset everything is going to be hard i have this everything is going to be hard mindset um, there was a period in life when things wasn't going right for me, but the way I dealt with it is, was like, well, there must be someone else suffering more than me or being just experiencing. Which is a good thing, but then that just means that you didn't have that in mental, mental health imbalance where you then, because what happens with someone who's got the illness is where, for example, you was able to say, I can, um, there must be someone else who's going through it that's worse than me. At that time, someone who's going through a mental health illness doesn't feel that way. They actually feel like right now, I'm the only one who's going through it. Um, I mean, when you come from the point of view of you being always strong enough to manage that, that was me. I've always been that friend that everyone comes to, everyone like seeks your support, they need your help. And so I was, and me being the firstborn in the child, in the family, sorry, I'm used to always being up for it, get up and do it, go and do this, go and do that. So what I didn't realise is that I was suppressing so much pain, anger and things that were going on for a very long time until one day I just broke and I could not continue anymore. And for the first time ever in my life, I, couldn't, I was not strong. And it took me a while to actually accept that I wasn't strong because that's not me. Okay, cool. So... Um, when you was experiencing your um, spite and depression, what did that look like? How did that feel? What, what was what was your um, experience of that? Okay, so um, it only always takes just one thing to happen and then somehow everything goes downhill. So for me, it was a point where I had high expectations of I'm now 30 this, I met the perfect person, we're going to get married, um, which we did, and then I thought, okay, so things should be great from now on. And then um, all of a sudden, I lost my job. Um, so it started off by me trying to find jobs, and I wasn't getting work. Um, then I started to think, what's wrong with me? Um, I started hating going out. Um, I didn't care about how I looked. I mean, I'm a fashion designer. I've got so much passion for my job. All of a sudden, I wasn't that interested. Like, I actually needed energy to get up and go and make clothes or, like, even really speak to clients. Um, so it just kind of started going downhill from then. Um, 
I started to find like I had no interest. I didn't really want to wake up in the morning and go and do certain things. Um, and for some reason, like things were just going wrong. It could be something as small as my phone not working. And then all of a sudden, maybe then, then um, something in the house is broken down and that's broken down. And then you can't get the money. So everything was like being shut down in my face. And then that just kind of made me become more um, vulnerable. And then I said to... I was very emotional. I was very, very, I had really, really bad anxiety. Like, even just a little knock on the door, I start thinking of the worst, you know. So I was in, like, a black hole. That's the best experience. I can, I would just say I was in a, in some deep hole that I didn't know how to come out of. And it was until I kind of started to realise, like, I was in that place that I was like, you know what, now I need to go see the doctors now because... I'm definitely not myself. Okay, cool. So is, was any of the things that you experienced like specifically related to you having a child? Um, so when I started to have a bit of counselling and I started to realise that actually what happened to me is a lot of the things that have happened to me since I had a child because I had my daughter when I was 16. So certain things like the rejection, things that people used to say to you. So when I was going through like the time of depression, I w all those things started to come back into my head. Like you see, you are actually a failure, which was hard for me because right now my daughter is a teenager herself. She's 17. And so I start to think, oh my God, like I you know, I'm failing her, I'm failing this. And, and then I start to remember all those things that people used to say that I couldn't actually achieve. So it all kind of, I started to realise that for me, I'm breaking down now, but actually I've been breaking down for a long time. I just didn't realise it. Because me being by myself, I went through times and I was just, it was just me. Of course, financial hardships, um, not being able to just get to do things that, you know, that other kids could do. I mean, I get so many times people like my family will be like, oh, you're not driving and other people are driving, things like that. But there was never enough money because I had a child when I was way younger. So when kids were learning how to drive because they had student loans, I was looking for how much I can get cheaper milk and diapers and things like that. So that was not on, you know, my list. So I realised that it was something that was progressing over the years, but just happened now. Okay, cool. Um, I just want to put out a statement there. So for anyone listening to this, I'm just going to say from the get-go, forgive me if I sound ignorant because um, <clears throat> I really am at this moment in stage in time So, and I'm genuinely trying to learn and understand and I'm always an individual who likes to um, challenge any thought pattern. So if, if it sounds like I'm being dismissive, I don't mean it in a negative way, it's just learning. So, um, Connie, in, in relation to what you said, um, what I got out of that is that a lot of expectations that you may have had for yourself or people had for you yeah. was not able to be met, especially when you had a child young and etc. And that all led to, like, I guess, like, um, started playing on the depression elements of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in my case, because everyone's got different cases, but in my case, it was not a thing of just the one part 
of the, of my life, which was obviously having a child young. In my case, it was a lot of other things that were mixed with it. So like from my past, um, I would say like coming from when I was about like 12 years old. So it's things that have happened, traumatic things that have all mixed up with that as well. And so it just took me finding a difficult time in life now to just kind of bring all of that in basically it's like having a pipe that's not working well but you keep on clogging it clogging it clogging it eventually it's gonna just bust it's just that was for me in my case that was the case but for some people it can be some one thing like a lot of um, young parents they go through postnatal depression just like adult parents as well they go through postnatal depression but it sometimes it's harder for them because it's also mixed with the fact that they don't have actually any support around them because they've been rejected by their family or their friends. Yeah. So did you, did you did you experience any postnatal depression and something along those lines? Luckily, I didn't experience postnatal depression, so uh, which I'm glad about because when I did have my daughter, my family didn't want to know. I didn't really have like friends who were there with me, so I was pretty much by myself. So if I had had postnatal depression. It might have been very, very hard because the only thing that gets you through all of that is support and you being able to talk about it. So if you haven't got no one to talk about it with, then it would have been such a bad state. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I Myself, obviously, I haven't, I haven't really, well, I haven't experienced any postnatal depression, but when my son was born and I recognise if the mother of my son never had the support of someone like myself, I can easily see how it can become an issue on managing your mental health. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I remember my son being, uh, when he was first born, there was the um, medical complications, etc. And then when he f- um, came home, um, obviously the crying, the continuous crying, all of that plays a part. But luckily for me, I've always been like a fairly patient type of person yeah which is a good thing um but i did recognize like i can see the effect it was having on the mother of my child um and i was like wow this i can see the thingy um and i just i just recognized that there was there was a good balance in that our relationship at the time like i was someone who was able to take on a load that she wasn't at the time which was really beneficial definitely support is such a big thing because one thing that I have come to it because I, I at the moment I'm doing some courses on psychology, um, trying to understand mental health. So mental health in the youth because um, I believe like that's one of my callings is to work with with the youth, young women. I'm very passionate about it. So I've been doing a lot of work around that, and um, the one thing that actually can help a lot of people is to understand that if someone's having a difficult time, like don't underestimate it and don't just take it for granted like oh do you know what they just need to fix up and get up because people actually might really be having a hard time and the one thing that they always need is just that support from someone who cares i mean i was so lucky that i had a very few friends that really cared and when i was at that point they were the ones who were able to kind of help me to come out of it because if I hadn't had that, 
And when I say support, I'm not talking about people that tell you, oh, I love you. No, it's that person getting up and calling you and coming to your house and saying, you know what, let's go out and do this. Let's go and, you know, oh, you need help to go to the doctors or you need help to go to the counsellor. Okay, I'll come with you. That kind of support. Encouragement. I mean, it sounds silly, but a lot of people don't get people that tell them what you're doing is great. Some things like that. I'm working at uh, Straight Talking with young people, one of the things that I've come to realise is that whenever we speak to the young people and you're encouraging them, it actually boosts them up as well. And so that's why organisations like Straight Talking, even though they are working, they're also gaining something. And a lot of therapy is within talking about your situation. So you will find that since some young people have been working here and going into schools talking about their story, that is a way for them to actually get therapy and you'll find that they'll have less problems into going into things like depression. You know, I mean, you can just see from recently we had um, a young man come in to talk about his experience being in a gang and you can tell that for him right now being able to talk about it and vocalize it because that's the whole that's what actually puts people into depression and other mental illnesses is that we keep quiet and a lot of people coming from certain backgrounds where they don't understand mental health issues they actually think you know they neglect that so they don't want you to talk about we grew up being told don't say this don't embarrass our family but actually if you don't vocalize it you're not healing the only way you can heal is you to actually talk about it so it doesn't necessarily have to be with friends or whatever but even if it means counseling you know it's the best way to deal with mental health okay so now you've experienced that and you have a daughter how would you go about potentially preventing her from ex experiencing any of her, um, any mental health issues i'm so glad you asked that because for me um from the very beginning when i was starting to raise my daughter um i didn't grow up with my mom and um i felt like the one thing I wanted my daughter to know is that she has this one person that will always be there in terms of support and all of that because, and so from the get-go, the relationship I have with my daughter is not the old school relationship. We actually have a relationship where I have allowed her to be able to vocalize and speak to me. So even if she, whatever she has to say can embarrass me in terms of, you know, no parent wants to hear that maybe they've done something wrong or whatever, but I actually give my daughter that opportunity to come and tell me because that way, what it does, it just means that she learns that it's not okay to be hurt and just be quiet. It's not okay for people to put you down. So I always speak to her about things like being bullied. When she comes up with issues, I will speak to her and encourage her and show her that, you know what, you're, you're great. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to succeed. You you'll go places you just have to keep on being able to vocalize and say what you want to say without feeling like you know um someone has to tell you no you can't say that or you can't do that because that's what people like abusers and stuff use and those are the kind of mental health issues we carry with us and then um, it becomes such a big deal so i've made sure that she understands that she always can come to talk to me or talk to anyone that's really like upsetting her or putting her down so 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, does that put a burden on you? Does that put a burden on you? Like, so for example, you said you gave her the understanding that there's always going to be someone to talk to and that someone fundamentally will always be you. Does that ever put a burden on you? And I'm asking you these questions because I all, like, obviously I have a son as well. And I've always, I, like I said, I'm genuinely ignorant, not ignorant. I have a lack of understanding to mental health and I've experienced things in life. And maybe I have, ex I'm pretty, everyone has a um, mental health illness, I guess, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but I've been in scenarios where I don't see how mental health is affecting someone and how to so i'm basically what i'm trying to say is now i have a son and all of those kind of things i always try to think to myself how can i prevent you from ever being a bad person or experiencing yeah. things that are kind of normal and my personal belief to that is is managing his expectations so i don't like I tell my son I love him every now and then, but I don't tell him all the time. I always tell him I respect him because for me, to, I always want him to know like my love is always going to be pretty much unconditional because you're my son, but my respect won't. Mm -hmm. So as long as I respect you, that's 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 the value I have in you. I'm, I, I kind of educate him like I don't want you to always think just because it's your birthday, you're gonna get something from yeah. So sometimes I don't get him something deliberately just so he can learn. Like you're not always gonna get something. I don't want him to grow up to think you should always expect something just because you. Even if you've done good or if you've done, and that's in my head the way I'm registering is I'm preventing him from ever expecting so much from people to the point where he doesn't achieve it. Then it brings him down and all of that kind of thing. So I'm like trying to manage the expectation, and that's my way of like. And I guess if I did miss. Um, having an, any under, um, having any experience of mental health is because I have very like my expectations on things is not very high. I mean, um, when my daughter, because I, I guess this is what I'm saying, being able to give her that freedom to be able to tell me anything, whether it's embarrassing, fun, or whatever challenges that she's getting, also kind of helps you to be able to because what that has done with our relationship is where she understands like the things that you might be going through and stuff like that so even if she expects something that you know that she's gonna get it but then she doesn't get it she doesn't take it in a bad way because she knows that if I have it you will get it or if it's not the right time you will not get it so she will do some funny things sometimes to see where I'm at like she'll ask me certain questions that are crazy like when she asked me if she could get a certain piercing and I was like no but she kept on giving me all her reasons and saying you know funny things like oh that's my human rights and things like that and I was like no that's not human rights but then I then realized that she was just having a joke out of it but she really wanted to see how far she can go like bring the craziest thing that you know I would definitely say no but to kind of see like what are the boundaries basically so with children always there is boundaries and like you're saying like teaching them that their expectations but that's something you can't start teaching when they're seven you have to do it from when they're like two years old and crying for a toy in a shop my daughter she learned very young that that doesn't work even if i had the money and wanted to get it just the mere fact that you're going to scream down the shop and kick your feet means i'm not going to get it 
So the next time, you know, when I say you can get it, yeah. But it's just those little trainings like that, so that by the time when they're 10, they know that their expectations is not exactly what, they're not going to get it just because. So what, so I'm pretty sure we're not going to have the right answers for everybody on this question I want to ask, but what, what do we do with the people who has no one to, not what do we do, that sounds horrible. I mean, like, how do we help the people who really don't have no one to turn to? Okay, so um, we have certain helplines. I mean, we've got the Samaritans. You can always call them. They're free. You can call and speak to someone anytime, any day. They're 24 hours. Um, but if you wanted someone in person, like there's so many other organizations, um, charity organizations, where the, you can actually physically get someone come out to see you. Um, if I'm right, I think there's one called Set Mangos or something like that, where they actually get you a friend when you've had a like a baby and stuff. They get that person to come and visit you and see you and you know, like you can you can even be just things like hold the baby while they have a shower or they help you with certain things like that. So there's a lot of help online that you can find from certain charities that support you in that sense but please if you ever feel like you're not in the right space just go to your gp because they'll guide you in the right direction they'll give you the right counselors that you need to go and see so always contact them but i would say the first point of contact if you ever feel like you know what i'm not coping well don't ever keep quiet speak to someone and the first person should be your gp yeah i agree with that that's what yeah. I, one of the rules i have on son you are not allowed to not so yeah. you're not allowed to not answer the question. You're not allowed to not speak your mind. You are. Yeah. That's like I, I will tell him like. Agree with that. If there's one rule that I'm not budging on is that you can't. Yeah. That. So if every time he's feeling down, I'm like, you need to give me. I don't care if it's a lie. Yeah. Just give me an answer. Yeah. So yes. you can get thingy and and I always tell him like no matter what the answer is like yeah. it's not it's not about getting in trouble. It's about making sure you speak. I just want to teach him like being silent and struggle. I I really don't understand why. Yeah, because you don't know who you're talking to yeah. that can help you with something. There's been several occasions where you just meet someone randomly and you're talking about something and then they're like, oh, yeah, I know this kind of so-and-so or that person who can help you with A, B, C, D. So always do find someone you can talk to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, um, we're going to leave it there for now. There's going to be pl um, plenty more um, podcasts on mental health. It's a big subject. It's, a, it's an interesting one, especially for myself anyway. So yeah. feel free to uh, give us your thoughts on anything or not, any other subject matters we touch. And I hope you enjoyed it today. All right, thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.